Welcome to Perspectives with Dr. Vadisha Patel. Do you sometimes feel alone in life with personal and interpersonal struggles and challenges? We'll show you that you are not alone and that you can learn and thrive from your challenges and thereby live a healthy life. Now, here is your host, Dr. Vadisha Patel. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Perspectives. I'm your host, Dr. Vidisha Patel. For those of you who have been listening to my show, you already know how much I enjoy meditation and how beneficial I believe it is for all of us. However, it's not always easy to start a meditation practice, and different people learn in different ways. So today I will be talking with a fellow psychologist about her work and practice with meditative visualization. Sonia Kelly has a doctorate in psychology and is a licensed psychologist who works with meditation in her practice. She has personal experience in starting a meditative practice and has used those techniques to work with her clients. Sonia has now written a book to bring the process of meditative visualization to everyone. It's called Meditative Visualization, How Two Minutes a Day Can Change Your Life. She will share some of her insights and hopefully lead us in a meditation in the second segment of our show today. So welcome, Sonia, and thank you so much for joining me on Perspectives. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. How's life out? You're in California, right? Yes, I'm in California, in the wine country. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining me today, and um, I guess I'd sort of like to, I always like to start with the background of, of the person I'm speaking with because I think it gives some context to our listeners. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit about how you chose psychology um, and how you chose this line of work? Well, that's a bit of an interesting story. Great. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a child... On the playground, kids used to tell me about their problems, and I listened really intently and intensely. Now, Mm -hmm. granted, a kid to kid, I didn't have much to say, but (laughs) just being able to be heard like that, um, later as I thought about it in my life, found out how it realized how important it is. You know, during the study process as a psychologist, they tell you the, the parts and the tools that are most important that kind of go across different um, um, schools of thought like that apply to Freudian as well as uh, cognitive behavioral existential and all of those. Right. One of them is the ability to intently listen to people. Yes. So I had that innately as a child. Okay. Now, as I grew, things got a little bit more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this was kind of the key to let me know, well, maybe I better pay attention to these skills of mine, mm-hmm. is I went to a doctor's office when I was a teenager. I was sick. I think I had the flu. I mean, I was really seriously sick. Mm-hmm. And the doctor started telling me his problems uh, <laughs> what he was going through with his teenage kids. And of course, I was not thrilled about that at the moment. Right. One, one of those events, it was the event that made me pay attention to what it is that I was meant to do in this lifetime. Um, and over the next course of the next few years, I was fortunate enough to go to a a school, Glendale Dentist Academy, which guided us in the direction of how to be an adult. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had to do uh, practicums. We had to do study. We had to actually find somebody in the field that we wanted to go into. Right. So my mother helped me find a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. and I interviewed him about what he did all day long and so forth and so on. So this is as a high school student? As a high school student. Okay. That's a great opportunity. Wow. Yeah. So, and then I went on to go in college and I knew immediately in college what I was going to do. I was going to either be a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Mm -hmm. 
the medical school stuff and I took the, um, the prerequisites and I took everything having to do with psychology. Somewhere along the way, I realized I really didn't want to be a medical doctor. <laughs> wasn't really calling to me. Right. But in graduate school, there's always one of those situations where you have to decide, is this what you, me, what I really want to do? Right. Or is this what other people really want me to do? Exactly. There was a doctor who started telling me his problems (laughs) as opposed to, is this really what I want to do? So in graduate school, I truly embraced my ability and really decided, yes, I really want to be a psychologist. And I really put all of my energy into this as i have gotten more mature i realized how lucky i've I've been Mm -hmm. in knowing at such an early age what it is i came here to do i would agree with you because i think um i don't know my i actually had a similar experience where everywhere i go i could be sitting in an airport minding my own business and somebody would sit down next to me that i didn't know and start talking about their life and their troubles. But unlike you, I didn't pick up on that at an early age. So um, it took me a lot longer to end up where I am today. Um, But you did it. But I did it. And so the journey is, you know, everyone's journey is different. But I, I think that you are very fortunate that you could recognize at a young age and that you then had the ability also to follow through and that you listen to yourself. You know, those are all, that's, that's remarkable. That's fabulous. It's given you that much more time, I'm sure, to develop your career. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is my experience. So I've heard other people's experiences, of course. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I developed my career pretty early. But I also knew at a pretty young age that to be someone who gives advice, right. um, you have to have a certain amount of maturity. Yes. I didn't have that maturity at 20 years old or <laughs> even 25 years old. So I consciously realized that in 1988, I was in my mid-20s and I'm going, there is no way I am mature enough to practice on my own as a psychologist license. And I decided to just slow down. I finished my master's degree, Mm -hmm. then started working part-time, working under other people's license as a a psychotherapist, master's level at that point. Just getting life experiences. I had car accidents and boyfriends and um, parents getting ill and uh, and moving halfway across the well, all the way across the country because I did my I, li- I was born and raised in California, and I did my internship in Philadelphia at oh, wow. University. So wanted experiences to become mature adult um, because sooner or later parents are not going to be there Uh, so we need to be adults right we all have to grow up sometime (laughs) right right so took that experience so I finally got licensed had health issues got licensed in 2001 as a psychologist Um, haven't looked back (laughs) Well, I think all those um, steps along the way, all that experience, I think the more experience you have as an individual helps when you're in the role of of a therapist, of helping others, because I think we bring so much of who we are to the work we do working with others. Um, So... I, I, that was, you were obviously very wise in your 20s to know that, yes, you might have had the educational training, but that you didn't 
necessarily have the life training to to fully benefit your your um, clients. So I I think I commend you for that. Um, so I'm curious when you I read that you've done a lot of workshops with stress management and anger management and a, lo- a lot of work around that. Um, is that where you started, or is that is that what you still do ongoing? Or well, I took the approach to my career in the first in my 20s and early 30s of doing anything I possibly thought I would do, wanted <laughs> to do, and be willing to be led. So I worked in county mental health. Mm-hmm. I worked in substance abuse. I worked in uh, college settings. And I kind of got guided in what they needed the clinicians to fill. And then I would tweak and, and make it my own. Right. So they needed groups, uh-huh. and at first I had interest in women's issues, and then it expanded to, I did forensic work, actually worked with um, um, doing groups with um, women who had been in jail and prison, uh-huh. as well as men. Um, I eventually landed in the California prison system, the Department of Corrections, wow. for over a decade. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, did anger management groups, stress management groups, and substance abuse groups with male inmates. A lot of their, a lot of them were not able to control themselves. They didn't mm-hmm. have an internal locus of control. So learning stress management and anger management and how to live life in ways other than using substances to manage all the emotions that come along with life. Right. Is things that I wanted to give practical life skills. Right. Um, Give them the opportunity to learn practical life skills. And meditation kind of goes across all of those. Somehow, some way, in all of those groups, there was going to be a couple of weeks or so where there was going to be some meditation techniques. I was just going to say that that the way you're describing that work with the anger management and the stress management, it meditation naturally flows from that. Yeah. Um, that it would be the most. That would be. It would not be the most, but it would be a very appropriate technique to mix in. Um, is that how you got into meditation? Is that how you discovered it, or had you been meditating long before that? I've been meditating long before I ever dreamed I'd work in the prison system. Okay. Uh, I think I started reading some of Deepak Chopra's stuff, uh-huh. um, which kind of introduced me to the idea of meditating. Mm-hmm. My, my family has always been very spiritually oriented. Okay. And I would say spiritual as opposed to religious oriented. Because my mother, I was uh, christened as a baby in a Presbyterian church. It just happened to be the one closest to our house. Okay. Um, <laughs> my father grew up in a Baptist family, and my that side of the family is very much still in the Baptist community. Um, my mother eventually changed to Church of Religious Science and the Science of Mind Mm -hmm. with um, Yogananda Haram, I can never pronounce his name, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which that religion combines Hinduism and Christianity. Right. 
So there was a taste of it. It was always there. Mm -hmm. But I didn't do it on my own until I was in my 20s living on my own to play with meditation. Okay. Then I kind of realized in my late 20s, early 30s, things were kind of floundering in my life. Uh Uh-huh. So I went, so there was a friend of mine, first name is Amy, I'm not going to say her last name. (laughs) She had this box sitting in her living room. So actually, Sonia, I'm going to, because I know this is going to turn into a a great story and a turning point, I'm going to ask you to stop right there because we're going to go for a short commercial break. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're talking to Sonia Kelly about meditation and how we can develop a daily practice as well. If you have questions, you can email me, Dr. Vidisha Patel at drv4kids at yahoo.com. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Vadisha Patel is a licensed mental health counselor working at Peace of Heart LLC in Sarasota, Florida. Peace of Heart offers individual counseling with children and adults, as well as programs in stress reduction. Dr. Patel utilizes a relationship-based approach to treatment. She is currently accepting new patients. To find out more, visit peaceofheartllc.com or in Florida, call 941-539-1727. Again, that's peaceofheartllc.com or call 941-539-1727. Peace of Heart LLC, managing emotions for a healthier lifestyle. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned into Perspectives with Dr. Vadisha Patel. If you would like to reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Patel at drv4kids at yahoo.com. That's Dr. V, the number four, kids at yahoo.com. Now, back to Perspectives. Welcome back to Perspectives. I'm your host, Dr. Vidisha Patel, and I'm in conversation with Sonia Kelly about the benefits of meditation, how she got into meditation, and now we'll talk a little bit more about the actual practice and we will get to experience uh, a short meditation as well. But before we do that, Sonia, I had interrupted you while you were about to start a story, um, so I would love if you could just pick up there and tell us that story. Okay. Well, I was saying that a friend of mine, Amy, had this box sitting in her living room, and I asked her what it was. So she opened it up, and she showed me a mandala mm-hmm. for her particular religion, which is a, a form of Nichiren Buddhism. Okay. This is the lay practice, Soka Gakkai International. Well, I thought that was interesting. Close it up. I'm like, all right. But a few months later, I'm still looking around for stuff. And she actually did a few experimental kind of things with me. We looked at uh, transcendental meditation and a few other things. Mm-hmm. But I started saying nam myo ho which is the... The, the mandala is the picture, the, 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 the holy scroll. Okay. But the words, the mantra, mm-hmm. the words that goes along with it is nam myo has many meanings. Mm-hmm. But the basic meaning is belief in the devotion, the devotion to the belief 
in the simultaneity of cause and effect. So what you sow is what you reap in Christian terms. Okay. It's karma. Okay. What you do in life comes back to you a lot of times tenfold. So <laughs> if you do good things, then good mm-hmm. things come back to you. It's not a one-to-one ratio. Right. Um, what I found, is, and I started chanting, I didn't have a mandala. I didn't have the scroll. Uh-huh. I wrote the words on a piece of paper, stuck it in the corner of a bedroom. Mm-hmm. I had a mug and a pencil as a bell. <laughs> and what they kept what she and, and some of her other friends kept saying to me is there's this proof involved with this so you do this and things are going to come your way you decide what it is you want and things are going to come your way so I started one minute a day I didn't I didn't I didn't believe in doing hours of anything I had too much to do life right <laughs> and I did every morning one minute for a month and did you set a did you set a timer for that? I set a timer for one minute. Okay. And I think after a month, I went to two, and then uh, I, I plateaued in five minutes. Okay. But about three and a half months in, this story happens to be on in my book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a breakthrough. I was hooked on daily meditation after that. The meditation has created so much strength mm-hmm. been able, within me, been able for me to feel joy and have fun regardless of what's going on in my life, sometimes in spite of what's going on in my life. Right. Um, and just with a minute to five minutes a day? Yes, I got the first breakthrough. I think I was between two and five minutes because a lot of there's obviously a lot written on on meditation and there are so many different uh, people who offer different variations but everyone seems not everyone many people seem to err on this oh you you know you create a meditation practice that's an hour a day or two hours a day and that's so overwhelming especially for somebody who's very new to it yeah, <laughs> I, uh, that's another thing. I, I had this internal wisdom even then. Mm-hmm. Because they were, and they still do, talk about talk meditating for hours on end, for sometimes 10 hours right. <laughs> in a day. I'm like, I don't know. Edit, meditating is exercising your mind. Okay. And Think of your mind in terms of being a muscle. Mm-hmm. So if you go from zero to 100, not only may you put yourself in the hospital right. going that fast, you're going to be in a lot of pain. And the kind of pain you're experiencing for somebody who's doing meditation really quickly is anxiety, overwhelming anxiety and tension. And you can derail your whole life that way. Well, it's really, it's really interesting you say that because that is exactly what I hear people say, that they, they're so focused on how will I be able to sit for that long or in trying to sit for any length of time, there's a rush of what, what is often called the monkey mind where you start having thoughts about, oh my gosh, I have to do this or I have to get that done or I don't have enough time for this or how many minutes have gone by or have I made it this far or should I check my clock or, and which completely defeats the purpose of why you're sitting there in the first place. Exactly. So that is why I suggest starting with one or two minutes. Okay. For at least a month. Um, to get used to it. Like just like you would with a physical exercise program. You start out with just a few stretches then you, you expand out. But to have a 
And I tell anybody, unless you want to totally restructure your life, mm-hmm. you work your way up to 20 minutes twice a day. Okay. Um, beyond that, you're looking at some major, huge, humongous, out of this world, sometimes very weird experiences beyond 20 minutes twice a day. Okay. Uh, so the first, my audiobook mm-hmm. only goes, it takes you through maybe your first year or two of meditation. And it only goes up to a 14-minute meditation. There's five on there. Right. The first one is two minutes. There's a five-minute, 10-minute, and a 14-minute meditation. So do you think, I'm thinking this might be a good time if you would be willing to lead us through one of your shorter meditations. I know, I think we had talked uh, previously about um, you had mentioned something about a tree meditation but I don't know if you can do that in five minutes but um, you I tell us <laughs> especially with an audience that has a very good imagination I can do uh, that okay okay so let, let's try that and it's about five minutes for it's all our listeners okay. okay so I want to remind people Meditation is something you do when you're sitting down in a quiet place, not behind a steering wheel of a moving vehicle. (laughs) Very important. (laughs) Because you're going, all your senses are going to go internal. When you're driving, you need to pay attention to everything around you. So Mm -hmm. for your own safety and the safety of everybody around you and everybody in your car that you may love, do not meditate in a vehicle. (laughs) Okay. So, let's get comfortable and uh, loosen any clothes that might be tight. Put your feet flat on the floor. Your arms comfortably on an armrest or in your lap. And you're going to, throughout this meditation, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. You're going to do this slowly and smoothly. Even as you hear my words, you will continuously breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Like this. Imagine you're in a forest. Very safe, very quiet, very soon. You sit at the base of a tree, a California redwood tree. With your back to the tree, you close your eyes. Shoes already off, and you imagine that you have roots from your tailbone and your feet going deep, deep into the earth. Roots wrap around your body and keep growing deep into the center of the earth. And you feel this very gentle Pulling all the toxins and all the pain and anxiety just flowing down into the earth to the molten core to be purified and redistributed, redistributed elsewhere. And in the other direction, coming up towards you. You feel nourishment, like roots nourish a tree. You feel a new sensation coming into your body, through your core, clearing out anything that doesn't belong there, going up, up, 
strengthening your body, making your skin burn like bark for a tree, helping to protect you. You, not you. Me, not me. You know what is you and what is not. I know what is me and what is not. You feel the hair on your body and your head as the sun touches it. It renews, fills you with warm sense of renewal, like leaves using the sun to create oxygen. It renews you. Sun, whether it's spelled S-O-N or S-U-N, it is a gift from God, whatever version of God that you know. In your mind's eye, your imagination, you stand up, you feel renewed and refreshed, and you walk around a little bit. As you walk around, one foot comes up, the roots let go. You put the foot down, the roots come up on the other foot. So you're always connected to Mother Earth and Father Sky, like an imp in the Lord of the Rings movie. You look around and you thank the tree for its example. When you open your eyes, you realize, you stretch. <sighs> Taking a deep breath. And you feel renewed, refreshed, guidance on what to do for this day. That was beautiful. Thank you so much, Sonia. Um, gosh, it leaves you feeling, leaves me feeling very calm and relaxed. <laughs> So, and I hope, I hope our listeners have enjoyed that. I have a question for you about that, um, about the way you started the meditation you talked about, and we just have about 30 seconds left in the segment, but uh, about how you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. It, is there a reason that you prefer that format? Well, it's the basic stress management technique that we learn to teach people and to do for ourselves in school as a psychologist. It's used in a lot of different meditative techniques. There are different ways of breathing mm -hmm. in different forms of meditation. That one's pretty basic. Okay. It's also, for those who have asthma, that's usually one they can do without an issue. Ah. Through their nose and out through their mouth. Great point. It's to that and materials and so, so forth. Great point. Thank you. So with that, we're going to head for a short commercial break. Don't go away. We'll be right back to talk some more about um, the ins and outs of meditation and how we can all start a practice with literally just two minutes a day. So stay tuned. This is Dr. Vidisha Patel on Perspectives. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Dr. Vadisha Patel is a licensed mental health counselor working at Peace of Heart LLC in Sarasota, Florida. Peace of Heart offers individual counseling with children and adults, as well as programs in stress reduction. Dr. Patel utilizes a relationship-based approach to treatment. She is currently accepting new patients. To find out more, visit peaceofheartllc.com or in Florida, call 941-539-1727. Again, that's peaceofheartllc.com or call 941-539-1727. Peace of Heart LLC, managing emotions for a healthier lifestyle. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Perspectives with Dr. Vadisha Patel. If you would like to reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Patel at drv4kids at yahoo.com. That's Dr. V, the number 4, kids at yahoo.com. Now, back to Perspectives. Welcome back to the last segment of our show today. You're listening to Perspectives. I'm your host, Dr. Vidisha Patel. Please get in touch with me via email at drv4kids at yahoo.com with any questions or comments. I'm here with Sonia Kelly, psychologist and author on how to, being a sim- how to begin a simple and beneficial practice of meditation um, in your home. And if you have specific questions for Sonia, towards the end of the show, we will also provide you with some information on how best to reach her. So, Sonia, that meditation, I'm still feeling feeling the impact of it. I hope I continue to feel it for a while. Um, and I, it's, um, well, and so I think if, you know, if you can start your day with something like that every day, there's a there are obviously huge benefits. And um, so can you tell us, tell us all the listeners a little bit about um, some general benefits of meditation and why it would be a great thing for all of us to do? Okay. Well, first of all, that meditation, tree meditation is a shortened version of one of the meditations available on my audio book. Okay. Okay. Um, Benefits of meditation. Hmm. Well, it's most definitely calming. Um, one can get a, a lot of focus. It's amazing. I read over and over again about the most successful people in the world, particularly those who tend to have a core they want to help people. They don't just want to get money. Right. Um, they meditate on a regular basis. We're talking about billionaires mm-hmm. uh, who do this. I have some of the references of that in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the most successful people in the world. That's in the top five things they talk about that they do in a day. Meditation is in, is there. Um, so it's interesting, and a lot of times things that came up with inmates about meditating is they felt as if they were going to be weaker by meditating. Right. What happens is you actually become more aware of what's going on around you. Not in a meditation per se, but for hours, days. Meditation has a cumulative effect. So five minutes a day, five minutes tomorrow, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Right. Two, depending on what your schedule allows. (laughs) (laughs) Continuously has a cumulative effect. You do get clearer. You do get stronger. You do have get better guidance on what to do. You do... That quote, go eyes in the back of your head where you can have a sense of what's going on behind you. Um, the, the potential, the things that happen with meditation, you, you are able to focus better on doing your homework because of the five minutes you spent earlier in the day. Right. Well, and, and they're also... Um there are also health benefits, I think, because it's you're you're regulating your breathing, which I think impacts other bodily functions. And so I think it I personally find in my own experience and with clients I've worked with that it um, helps people slow down and it helps them sort of calm their nervous system. So which is helpful for 
blood pressure, for heart rate, for all sorts of other things. You're absolutely right. People who meditate, sometimes they go into the doctor's office and they have to lower the doses of their anxiety medication, their blood pressure medication. There are some studies that say it helps with cholesterol and a few other things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you talk about the awareness also, I think um, I think what meditation allows us to do is to take time for ourselves. And in this world, I think people are less inclined to stop and just take a few minutes of, so, of focusing inward because they don't want to necessarily waste their time. But actually five minutes of, or two minutes, as you say, of doing that, stopping, reaps far greater rewards. Um, One of my favorite authors is Stephen Covey. Mm-hmm. The, the series of books on um, the seven habits of highly effective people. Right. One of the things that he talks about is sharpening the saw and how you are your best asset. Right. So if you are not taking care of yourself, you don't have anything to give away, you burn yourself out, and then what? Right. (laughs) It takes a lot more time to recover from a burnout than it is than it does to take that two to five minutes to 20 minutes once you get used to it. 20 uh, a day to sharpen the saw to renew yourself meditation yes it's taking time for yourself but you're also talking connecting into that which is greater than yourself in a healthy positive way right so it's a great so for the listeners meditation is a wonderful preventive proactive technique to employ to help ourselves and help everyone we interact with because our interactions with others will also be at a different level once we've started to meditate. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So what about um, the people who, if they come to you, I know they come to me and say, well, I can't sit still even if it's for five minutes. Do I have to sit down to meditate? Are there various forms in which we can meditate? Absolutely. There are standing, there are moving meditations. Yoga can be a moving meditation. It's been Americanized a lot, so you have to search for particular ones to do it in the meditative form. Tai Chi is another form of moving meditation. There's a Catholic tradition where you walk a labyrinth uh-huh. and you're going through a labyrinth is a maze. Or it's usually bushes that have been planted in a certain way and they keep them pretty low so that you can see above them. You're not right. going to get lost in the maze. <laughs> yeah. And you walk through the maze with beads, with the Catholic rosary beads. Uh huh. Um, for a long time it was out of fashion. Now it's starting to come back in fashion to do these mazes. Um, So those are the main moving meditations. Uh, Like I said, what my book is about Mm -hmm. is visualizations and guided meditations, which I'm doing. Then uh, you have others where you're sitting facing a wall or some kind of blank screen and you're saying an internal statement. Personally, I find those the hardest to do. Right. Um, basically because I have such an active, busy mind to begin with. And you're not unique in that. I, I hear that a lot, that people say that when they're asked to meditate and there's nothing really to focus on, they're told to clear their mind that's when all the thoughts start coming in. Absolutely. And it's okay for the thoughts to come in. You just kind of 
acknowledge them, you kind of have a, oh, well, and then you just bring yourself back to focus. But it's important to have a focus point to be able to do that. Right. And so you just brought up um, visualization and guided visualization. So how do you what, how do you characterize that to explain it to our listeners? Well, that's what my book, Meditative Visualization, How Two Minutes a Day Can Change Your Life, is all about. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how it's set up. Okay. So the first half of the book, it's, it's uh, no, there is a manuscript available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. The book is an audio book. And the first half of the book is set up with background information about meditation and the benefits of it and, and a few cute stories um, yeah, just to kind of pique people's interest. And in the second half of the audio book, of my audio book, is five different meditations. There's a two-minute, there's a five-minute, a ten-minute, a fourteen-minute, uh, I think there's a three-minute on there. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> but there are five different meditations. Uh, they are all visualizations. I am personally recorded the whole thing, and so it is my voice okay. guiding you through the whole process. Um so what about the eager beavers who get your book and decide they're going to sit down and do the the 10 minute meditation first? Well, I expect that everybody's going to go and they're going to listen through the whole thing because you're curious. Okay. Uh, and I say that in the book. Okay. That, you know, out of curiosity, you're going to listen to it all. There's a difference between listening to something, some, something and putting yourself in that state where you're going to sit down and you're going to get rid of as much stimulus, much busy stuff around you as you can and just pay attention. That's different than just listening. Okay. So if someone chooses to have the hard lesson of going (laughs) too fast well, that's on them. <laughs> They've been warned. You know, some people just like to do things our way. So they've been warned. You know. Okay. That, that's part of the meditation journey, right? To learn. That's, that's part of life journey. <laughs> if you've been given good instructions and you choose to ignore those instructions, well, then you reap the consequences Okay. So the other thing you talk a lot about is grounding. Um, And I want to definitely touch on that before we finish our show today. So can you talk to us about what is grounding? Why do we need to do it? And how do we do it? And how do we know if we're grounded? (laughs) Okay. Well, let's first talk about it when someone is not grounded. Okay. They're, those are the people who could be accident prone because they're not really paying attention right. to what's going on around them um, for whatever reason. They're, they're the people who are kind of space cadet and they're really not taking drugs. They're just space cadets. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... What meditation and meditating without grounding will make you more out there. And it's, it's, you're, you're kind of, for a few hours, you might not be safe in the world. Okay. So. Feeling lightheaded or nauseous or. Yeah. I don't know so much about nauseous, but certainly the lightheaded and certainly the unfocused. Okay. and behind a car, that's not a good thing. Def- <laughs> definitely not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, walking out in a big city like New York 
and you're not paying attention to be what's around you, you can become more of a victim. Right. Yeah. So what grounding is, is helping you be more present in your body, be more present. Uh, a lot of people, it's becoming more and more, well, kind of back in vogue, that we have a physical body and then we have a spirit. Right. Well, this is bringing your spirit in alignment with your body in connection with the fact that you are an earthling. Right. You are a being of Mother Earth. So things that ground you and help you stay focused but are surprisingly meat products okay. in small amounts um, or, dairy, or animal products, dairy, cheese, so forth. Um, root vegetables. Okay. Putting your feet, particularly your body parts, but it's easier to do feet into dirt. So I am actually, I'm actually going to ask you to direct everybody to your book now because we just have a few few seconds left, really, before we finish up for today. So, um, quickly tell everyone the name of your book and your website so that they can read about this some more. Okay, meditative visualizations. How two minutes a day can change your life. My website is Golden Temple meditations.com okay um, the book is also available on Amazon iTunes and cdbaby.com wonderful my so, name how you would find it easiest is my name Sonia M. Kelly and you'll see a picture of a pyramid so you'll know it's the right Sonia M. Kelly so that's S-O-N-Y-A. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Perspectives. I've been talking to Sonia Kelly about her new book on meditative visualization. This is Dr. Vidisha Patel, your host for Perspectives. I look forward to being back with you next week for another edition. Feel free to email me with any questions or comments. Have a wonderful week. Until next time. Thank you for listening to our program this week. Another edition of Perspectives with Dr. Vidisha Patel can be heard next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, have a lovely week.